it just got really bad like I I honestly like don't really remember that much but looking back it's like man I was sick um and through that whole time you still were training and you obviously you competed in the games again in 2016 yeah and I can't say it was the healthiest thing to do but it like CrossFit is what is like what got me through this disease and like this transplant and I couldn't live without it so I just did what I could um of course like lighter weights because I weigh like 115 pounds um so lighter weight I did what I could and it it was definitely hard um there's a lot of crying a lot of emotions just because I was so used to lifting these weights and going this fast but I couldn't do that anymore so that's when I realized okay something's wrong like it's progressing fast and it's a slow disease but like in that last year it was fast Fast. yeah this is episode number 98 with sydney sullivan welcome to pursuing health i'm julie fouché family medicine resident and former crossfit games athlete Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Well, hello there and welcome back to Pursuing Health. In this episode, I got to sit down with a very special lady named Sydney Sullivan. At just 15 years old, Sydney won her teen division at the CrossFit Games back in 2015. And at that time, very few knew that Sydney was also fighting a serious chronic disease called type 2 juvenile autoimmune hepatitis. This is a rare disease where her body's own immune system began to attack her liver. Sydney continued to use CrossFit as a way to maintain her strength and her health, but by the 2016 CrossFit Games, it became very apparent that her health was rapidly declining. She would eventually go on to have a live donor liver transplant from her brother, Tommy. They both continued to use CrossFit as a source of strength throughout their recovery process, and today they work together coaching at Tommy's affiliate, Coda CrossFit Tulsa. Sydney and I sat down at the 2018 CrossFit Games while she was in Madison for a follow-up appointment with her transplant team. We talked all about her journey, some of the most important lessons she learned through this process, and her hopes and dreams for the future. A few quick reminders before we get started. First, this episode is produced by CrossFit Beyond the Whiteboard, the best workout tracking in the biz and the one I've been using since 2009. Learn more about them at beyondthewhiteboard.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a rating. It really does make a difference and helps to get these stories out to more listeners. I'm always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. Finally, please remember that although I am now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, we'll get started with episode number 98 of Pursuing Health featuring Sydney Sullivan. Pursuing help. I'm super excited. I'm here in Madison, Wisconsin with Sydney Sullivan. 
And I'm so excited you were able to join me today. So me thank too. you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, it's crazy. We were just talking about before we started the podcast, how crazy it is that you're here in Madison for your post-op check. You're now at your year and a half post-op mark mm-hmm. um, from your liver transplant. And also the CrossFit Games are now happening in Madison, yep. which you competed in for two years mm-hmm. while you were going through this whole process with your liver disease. So mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy how it all came full circle. I know. I know it is. Um, and I want to talk about the whole story. Um, but maybe before we get started, you were diagnosed when you were about 12. Uh-huh. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So very young. And that basically the your entire teenage years have been sort of consumed by this. So I want to start back before that. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about prior to the diagnosis, mm-hmm. what you like to do, what you like to do growing up. Um, and then we'll kind of get into your story. Okay. Yeah. Um, growing up, I tried every sport you can think of and never stuck with one. I just, I would end up like quitting, um, just cause I didn't like it. And, uh, so then my brother and my, uh, dad started CrossFit and of course wouldn't stop talking about <laughs> it like every day, every night, constantly yeah. like telling me and my family like you need to try it you need to do it so we're like fine to get them to shut up we we finally went to a CrossFit class okay um and that's just how it all started um I just fell in love with it and got competitive and yeah that's crazy and so what kind of sports you said you tried a lot of different sports were there any that you spent more time on or that you liked a little bit more than others so volleyball I did play that um uh sorry, in eighth grade, okay, I did volleyball and I stuck with that just cause, um, my friends did it and I was, I was pretty good at it. Um, so I did that. It wasn't super competitive or anything. It was just fun, fun. on the side yeah. thing to do. Um, so I stuck with that. Um, other sports I tried was like soccer, dance, gymnastics, um, tennis, literally everything. everything. But volleyball I did stick with, um, for about two years and then once I got to high school, I was actually on the cross country team. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I did that. And at the time I was doing both CrossFit and cross country. Okay. So I really, I was pretty good at cross country, um, but it got to be too much. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stick with CrossFit because I like that so much more. And you were so, getting more competitive in uh-huh. CrossFit and that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And it's cool how all those experiences too, when you're younger, can prepare you because CrossFit is a little bit of everything. So mm-hmm. probably having such a wide variety of exposures to different sports probably helped you too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so when, how old were you when you started CrossFit then? So I was about, um, so let me rewind. 12, I started CrossFit. Okay. Um, wasn't super into it yet at about, I would say at about like 14, I got, I started to get competitive in okay. it, doing like competitions. Um, and then high school, I did cross country. Okay. And that's how it all came together. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so around the time you started doing CrossFit, around the time where you were diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So tell, kind of take us through that process. Like when did you start to, were you starting to have symptoms? When did you know that something was off? Yeah. So um, around 12 years old, I, um, my stomach always hurt. First it was my uh, right side and then my left, um, that would be like the liver and the spleen. Um, so I got it checked out by my doctor, but 
he never said anything was wrong um we just thought it was weird stomach pain you know something i ate or you know um so and then it got worse okay and so i was pretty used to living with it just because i was used to it you know like my stomach hurt like people's stomach hurts all the time right what is that you know a lot of reasons so um that went on and then i started just losing weight getting shaky all the time um and it started to get worse and then around I would say so I got diagnosed when I was 12 I went and got my blood drawn finally my uh bilirubin was sky high so they're like you need to go see um like a gastroenterologist hepatologist so I went there and they immediately diagnosed me with autoimmune hepatitis they said my liver looked like a 45 year old alcoholic wow yeah so it was a shock but being so young like 12 years old I was like what is that like what does that mean yeah you know um so she put me on a ton of prednisone steroids um and told me I'd gain weight uh get like a chipmunk face and being 12 that's the last thing I wanted to hear right you know so that's I think like what how I got so competitive in CrossFit you know just knowing that and like taking out all my stress and you know anxiety um from the disease and I think that really like you just put all your energy towards CrossFit yeah yeah that's crazy and it I can't even imagine what that's like to hear that you know you have this and we haven't talked about yet but the diagnosis was autoimmune hepatitis Uh uh-huh um like a juvenile liver Uh, my spleen was the size of a football pushing my stomach so I couldn't eat anything and if I did like I just feel so full so I don't have this spleen anymore (laughs) (laughs) now it doesn't get in the way (laughs) there you go um so so with that with that diagnosis what was that like for you and for your family you said you kind of what you were hearing was more, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on this prednisone. There's all these side effects that I don't want. And, um, what, what were you being told by your doctors about what the treatment path was and the prognosis and things like that? Yeah. So when I was diagnosed, um, of course, hearing the prednisone, it's like, okay, I need to start eating healthy. And I remember after that, I literally had my last burger and fries. No way. Yeah. Um, so I started eating healthy, like making small changes. I look back now, I'm like, that wasn't eating healthy. Like, <laughs> you know, like cutting it. I mean, I cut out like bread and uh, fast food, but like now where I am today, I'm like, oh, you know, like I could have better. You've but, come a long way. So yeah. I started eating healthier. Um, you know, being so young, it was, I didn't fully understand. I just remember like never wanting to take my medicine in the morning. Like I'd cry. My parents would be like, um, you know, like trying to get me to take it. And I finally would, it was just like a battle, you know, but they definitely kept it, um, to themselves and would talk to each other, of course, not around me. Um, but it was definitely hard. Um, but you know, like I was so young, I just didn't understand, understand what fully. Yeah. Um, but I look back and I'm like, man, I had some dedication, you know, <laughs> like it's amazing <laughs> to hear because you think a lot of, I think a lot of kids or a lot of adults, when they hear that they have some sort of medical diagnosis can take it and make it into a sort of feeling bad for themselves and being sort of a, a victim of the diagnosis. But it sounds like you really used it and said, okay, how can I make this the best situation possible? How can I eat healthier and, you know, make my body stronger so that I can, you know, fight this or do the best that I can. 
So that alone, I think is very impressive for a 12 year old, but, um, tell us a little bit about just about the diagnosis and what juvenile autoimmune hepatitis means. So people listening can understand. Yeah. So basically your immune system starts attacking your liver, thinking it's like bad, like bacteria or something. Like when you get sick, your immune system fights it. So it was fighting that. And then my liver literally like looked like a charred steak. Like it was very, um, black, uh, cirrhosis is what they call it. Um, yeah. So, and then, um, all my platelets got stuck in my spleen. I'm not sure how that works. I think my it just got backed up in my liver and scooting back into my spleen. So, like, that continually grew and grew. And it was always, like, I had to stop doing, like, bar muscle-ups, like, slamming down on my stomach on burpees. Because you had this huge liver and Yeah, because it got yeah. to where, like, okay, you need to stop doing that stuff because, of if course, I wasn't going to stop yeah. doing CrossFit. Yeah. Um, but it never did, so. <laughs> but, yeah, so it would it got so big it was pushing my stomach and I couldn't eat anything so I think that's a part of why I lost a ton of weight um but yeah so the prednisone is what uh suppresses your immune system so then I get sick more easy you know so I had to be careful with that but yeah it's pretty much and you and you kind of ramped up so around this age of 12 is when you got the diagnosis and then you really ramped up what you were doing with CrossFit in those next couple of years. So tell us what it was like in that initial period where you're taking the prednisone, um, you're doing more CrossFit and you're getting a a lot fitter despite having this whole disease process going on. So what was that like? So um, it was hard, but the disease, like I really think it, it's what pushed me along with loving CrossFit. It's what made me so competitive and stuff. But, um, yeah, it was hard, and it really got hard around when I was um, the second year competing at the games because that's when I lost a ton of weight. Yeah. Like, I look back, I look like a skeleton. Yeah, like, I've seen, and we'll link some pictures, and, but we've seen, you know, I wa- watched some of the videos and pictures of you at the games. Yeah. And, we, I mean, you could tell, so the year before, so first you got I looked super yeah. fit the year before, uh-huh. 2015. You completely dominated. You won your age group. You got, And then I didn't look that bad like and then the next year it's just a drastic change drastic change so in that first year in 2015 when you won and you won like six events or something um were you feeling a lot of symptoms so then not that much i mean i would have stomach pain um get like fatigued and shaky but not near as much as the next year so then i was like doing fine I didn't really necessarily feel like I was sick um part of because I live like this so long (laughs) but um yeah so then (laughs) 2016 hit and that's just like I lost so much weight like it was literally like they gave me they said a year more and I like I would have lived like maybe a year wow more after that that's crazy (laughs) yeah yeah So when did you start to notice, like from after the 2015 games and having that Mm -hmm. success on kind of this big stage of CrossFit, then when did you start to notice like your health was kind of going downhill? Yeah, so I'd say shortly after that, uh, maybe like a few months, um, it just got really bad. Like I, 
I honestly like don't really remember that much but looking back it's like man I was sick yeah um and through that whole time you still were training and you obviously you competed in the games again in 2016 yeah and I can't say it was the healthiest thing to do but it like CrossFit is what is like what got me through this disease and like this transplant and I couldn't live without it so I just did what I could um of course like lighter weights because I weighed like 100 15 pounds um so lighter weight I did what I could and it, it was definitely hard um there's a lot of crying a lot of emotions just because I was so used to lifting these weights and going this fast but I couldn't do that anymore so that's when I realized okay something's wrong like it's progressing fast and it's a slow disease but like in that last year it was fast fast yeah and so even though you're you know you're seeing your performance kind of decrease you still decided to compete at the 2016 games and we kind of saw like this isn't the Sydney that we saw the year before we know something's up um what was that experience like competing and you know being there with your other competitors and on that stage knowing that you weren't really doing well health-wise yeah so it's definitely a change um of course I was which isn't like doable again or maybe it is but you know winning every literally (laughs) like every single event but one uh so I was pretty like I was expecting a lot for myself right um but that first event I literally cried on the field because and I was about to quit but then my judge talked me out of it oh wow um so yeah it was definitely a change weights just felt so heavy I was sick and I needed a new liver you know so doing that but I pushed through and ended up in sixth place that's incredible (laughs) that's so incredible yeah Yeah. and my coach um Dennis Berry he um yeah so he was like my rock like he's what like helped me through it the whole time I can't say that he wanted me to compete that year (laughs) but he like stood by my side he was like okay whatever you want to do um, so he got me through it and I got sixth place. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Um, okay. So you've got sixth place at 2016 and now you get home from the games and you kind of know, okay, I'm not doing well. So what was the path like from there with you and your family and deciding, okay, how are we going to move forward? Yeah. So we could definitely tell something was wrong. Um, I had my, last appointment with my doctors in Oklahoma City my transplant doctor because their facility was shutting down oh no so it's like okay do we send you to this place um which is also in Oklahoma um but he recommended living donor transplant because my meld score which is these blood tests the numbers added up is like ranks you on the transplant list of who gets the liver first from a deceased donor. So my MELD score didn't reflect how sick I was. So it was like 13, which is really low. Like you get a liver at like 30. 30, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, but, and do they think that was because you were kind of so fit or how? Okay. I, I think so. Yeah, definitely. And I think like doing CrossFit, it's literally what kept me alive longer, you know? Yeah. So he recommended living donor transplant. So we're like, okay. So we first went to, um, Dallas, Texas, um, got, immediately got rejected, said I needed to have like cancer or something or jaundice, be jaundice, uh, 
to be able to get a liver, which is like, that's the whole point of living donor right. is you're pretty healthy, healthy going into yeah. it. That's the whole point. So like, this isn't the right place, obviously. <laughs> so, uh, then and living donor to, is pretty rare. Like there haven't, there's not that many, um, no, living there, donor transplants that have been done. No, no, there's not like enough studies to say like how long you live or, you know, life expectancy yeah. or anything yeah. like that. Um, so first we were like, okay, we need to find a donor. And of course my sister, Meredith was like, I'm doing it. Of course you do it. So <laughs> and your, uh, is your sister she was older or younger than you? Younger. younger. She's um, about to be 21. Okay. You guys look so similar. I thought you were we twins do. when Everyone, I first saw a picture. Like literally at least once a day. Are you twins? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So then we went to, after a lot of researching, um, I'm trying to think Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and they put me on the deceased list. Okay. I guess I didn't qualify for living donor. Okay. I don't know. It was a, it was a weird experience. Um, we just knew it wasn't the right place. Okay. Um, so then I'm trying to think so many places. <laughs> so then my mom of course calls every single state. And right. Like, like literally everywhere calling and asking so i think we had like a atlanta set up next a bunch of other places um it really is hard to find um living donor places who do living donor transplant because it's just not very common um and then as we were talking earlier we had we went to um i go to this health club to swim and stuff we were in the sauna and this complete stranger starts talking to me about um how like competing is going and if I'm doing any competitions if I have any coming up and I was like no I'm kind of like right now we're searching for my mom started talking to him about um because I'm giving a liver transplant living donor uh facilities places who do that and he was like oh I used to be an anesthesiologist in Madison Wisconsin no way and um yeah so of course my mom was like we're going you know <laughs> and I was like I literally said to her I'm like I'm not going anywhere else I'm sick of it they're gonna say no right like, I'm not doing so this times. I was just so like distraught and you know worn out and like given up yeah and um so of course she booked us flights <laughs> um we went uh my sister and my mom got uh all the tests done okay to see if their anatomy was right, everything. Um, so my sister, it would be possible, but it would be very risky because of her anatomy. So they were like, and my mom was, she what her anatomy wasn't right. Um, so they were like, we need a safer choice until we know like if another person isn't right in your family. Because in your family, if you get a donor from your family, it's a lot. Um, you have less risks towards you after surgery and during. So um, they're like, okay, Tommy, my older brother. So he got kind of forced into it. Of course <laughs> and he he's, do how, it. how much older is he? He is 23. Okay. So like five, five years wrong. older or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Of course, he uh, said, okay, yeah, I want to do it. Um, so he went down. His anatomy was perfect. Like, nothing wrong. His liver was big. It was perfect. So um, then we had surgery. Uh, he donated over 60% of his liver. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> so what was that like? Can you take us through what that was like, like, on the day of surgery? Yeah. Being there with your, I mean... I've only had one surgery in my life on my Achilles, which was obviously like very yeah. minor. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
and it's scary. It is. It's in, being it is. in medicine. Really, you know, no I, matter what. Yeah, you know. I've been around tons of surgeries and been in the operating room, but having it be on yourself and having to like give up that control and just like put your life in the hands of someone else is very scary. Yeah. And doing that with your brother had to have been just a crazy experience. Yeah. Um, cause you know, like there's always these like thoughts in your mind, like, okay, what if I live, but Tommy doesn't, which is my brother who donated. It's like, you know, you just get those thoughts and it's like really scary, especially for my family who was in the waiting room for 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So first Tommy went back cause they opened him up, put, shoot this dye in him. I think his liver and it, I'm not sure what kind of test it does, but it tells you if, the transplant is possible because it's I think like literally like five percent of that happens and you can't do surgery something like that so of course they open up first and knowing that I'm like crap like they're gonna put me to sleep and then I'm gonna wake up and what if this didn't happen you know because it wasn't possible so um they take him back they take me back they take him back first open him up and by that time I'm asleep um so it was definitely scary uh going into that but um yeah we got through it uh but so it was a 12-hour surgery um 10 hours for the him um they didn't know if they're gonna take my spleen out yet okay it was once they get in there and see everything they're gonna decide so um yeah we did great in the surgery um they ended up taking out my spleen i got them to take pictures of it (laughs) (laughs) just for memories (laughs) yeah yeah so um yeah and then we woke up and like at that time they said i'd press the button for pain meds yeah like 45 times and i only got the medicine 12 because you know it cuts you off off, yeah Uh, so that just goes to show how much pain yeah wow (laughs) but it was definitely like the pain was bad i can't even imagine like your entire yeah abdomen is just yeah different and they wanted you to stretch it and stuff or lay back in your bed but it, it just hurt so yeah. bad. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So was it like, what was it like the first time you saw Tommy then after the surgery? Yeah. So that was amazing. Um, just knowing he was okay and got through it. Um, I actually have an, like a, my mom took a picture of that we were holding hands. So that's pretty special. I have it framed actually. That's so cool. <laughs> we'll have to get it. Yeah. But, um, it was definitely amazing seeing um because he of course recovers faster than me just because of everything that was yeah, going on yeah so it was definitely good to see that he was okay and got through it well that's incredible um now take us through the recovery process so obviously you're at this super high level of fitness the games and then kind of slowly we're losing your fitness before the transplant but now you're kind of starting from really from square one yeah so what was that like yeah, so it took about, I want to say, three months of nothing, just walking. So Tommy and I would just walk in the hotel up the stairs. We would literally walk like this, like old <laughs> you're so grandparents, like, literally with an arch back, because we could not straighten it hurt so bad. Um, but so we would just start with that, um, like walking is like the big thing. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely hard, like considering where we both came from and coming back recovering it was like i can't even lift 10 pounds you know like i'm so out of breath and we're losing weight you know yeah (laughs) so even more weight than (laughs) we should be um yeah so we started with walking and then about uh 
three months we could lift 20 pounds um slowly building up um i started with swimming once i got clear to do swimming that was about i want to say like five or six months after um i could start swimming which when i first got in the pool was it was like i could just feel like stretching my whole abdomen it was like a strange feeling but um yeah so swimming um just walking light like dumbbell carries stuff like that and then like after six months my doctor said okay you're clear to do anything like anything you want and i like both told you know like like ghds like stuff like, <laughs> like that anything? Like, i'm never doing that again <laughs> yeah so we just started with lightweight and then built up and really it's crazy how fast it came back and we were both like deathly afraid to do a ghd but then we we got we can do them now um wow. really it was um definitely like crazy how fast because I gained weight back you know like now I'm weighing the most but I feel the best and um stronger yeah so it really was crazy like to realize how sick I really was after and um like comparing you know and it took a while I want to say like the last three months I've definitely or maybe like five months I've gained like even more weight and like I can't get too caught up on that because I feel amazing like my strength is better than it's ever been before just saw Um, your I was looking at your Instagram and I saw your snatch 150 pounds (laughs) that was a PR that's amazing (laughs) oh my gosh yeah that's so crazy and you're yeah you're so so strong probably stronger than you've ever been I really am and um my endurance isn't quite there yet but it's slowly getting there I think it's just like my body getting used to the weight and you know hopefully that'll come back I've started to do more endurance stuff so (laughs) that's amazing and so does Tommy go to the same gym as you or do you just see each other yes so actually my brother just opened up a uh Co- or a CrossFit gym called okay. CrossFit Tulsa. No way. Yeah, and so my sister, his wife, we all have our L1s. He's okay. about to get his L2, but um, yeah, so I'm going to help. That's why I'm not staying for the games. Oh, I'm, you got to go back and... Yeah, so help coach and um, help him out. So That's amazing. Yeah, we're excited. We just had our first classes Friday. Oh, so, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so <laughs> exciting. Okay, we'll link to your website too so people yes, can check it yes. out. Yeah, we're excited. I'm super excited. That's so cool. And are you, did you graduate from, where are you at in school? So, um, I went to Bishop Kelly High School freshman year of, um, and then switched to online school just because of everything going on, um, surgery, I'd have to take time off and I wasn't really into the whole, I don't know. I hate to say that, but yeah, um, it you just had a wasn't lot of right other big real life things going on. I did. And so it just wasn't and I'm so grateful I did online school cuz it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Um so yeah, I graduated from it's University of Missouri online. Okay. Um so and then I'm going to go to Tulsa University this August. Oh, that's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Very <laughs> cool. Congrats. Um Okay. So what are you, where, it sounds like you're in a great place right now, fitness wise, but do you have any particular goals as far as getting back into competitions, whether CrossFit or any other type of competitions? Yeah. So I've done, let's see, 
one competition since surgery with my okay. sister. Um, it was fun. I definitely want to do more. I have one coming up, a team competition. Okay. Um, yeah, and my brother really wants to get a team to go to regional. So I don't know about you guys uh, will all be training at the same this gym, next year, like but good, maybe yeah. in a few years. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. work up to it. Yeah, yeah. That's so definitely. awesome. Very good. Um. Well, you're clearly very wise beyond your years and you've had <laughs> so much more life experience than I think most of us will ever have. But from this whole experience, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned or things that you want to pass along to other people? Man, um, uh, exercise is so important. I like truly believe that's what got me through surgery and helped me live longer until surgery I really do and my doctors think that too for sure um definitely keeping your body healthy exercise eating right um and just and what type I was forgot to ask this before but what type of medications are you on now and does that affect your your training at all yeah so I'm on about uh I take like 20 pills a day morning and night anti-rejection like tacrolimus mycophenolate um of course prednisone they're gonna keep me on that uh, it's a really low dose i think like five milligrams really low just because the autoimmune can always come back yeah so i'll probably never get off of that just because um those are the big those are like the main ones yeah. um and then of course like vitamins um i take nexium heartburn because i have that really bad um and then oh ursidile okay something mm-hmm. like that yeah um i think that's covered most of them okay the important ones do yeah. you f- i mean it's probably hard to compare without but like knowing how they affect your training or if they yeah so i really don't notice anything i think because i think overall maybe- you're so much healthier yeah 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 and i think maybe um it did affect i feel like one of some of them may affect my glucose in the beginning but now that's pretty stable um but i think uh maybe like upset stomach every now and then but i don't think i mean i don't notice anything like drastic and you obviously you know you're more susceptible maybe to um infections or if your immune system is down a little bit so how do you does that impact you in any way in your day-to-day life yeah so especially since my spleen um i don't have any yeah. anymore <laughs> and kind of mixed with the anti-rejection in the yeah the immune suppressors um yeah i have to be careful i honestly like knock on wood i don't get sick that often um so i'm grateful for that but when i do it's it's, it's bad. pretty bad yeah yeah um but i'm doing good like don't eat from buffets stuff like that like simple things from like that um if you think it's like the food or water's not clean don't drink just it don't like drink i went it. to the dominican oh, and cool. i just had to be careful with like the meat and um their water from tap or whatever so i just drink like bottled water i just had to be careful but i'm i'm so far i haven't gotten real sick so that's amazing and probably yeah. also another testament to taking care of your body eating really well all of those yeah, things for sure certainly for sure. will help okay um sorry i totally interrupted you but you were telling us about other things that you've learned from this experience and you said exercise was probably oh yeah one of the biggest ones mm-hmm. anything else that you want to pass along um or? 
eating healthy for sure. Um, and really, like, if you don't think, like, this may sound weird, but, like, if you don't, like, because an example is I was at the doctor's and, like, it just didn't feel right, like, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like, just go towards your goal and, like, don't stop, you know? If you don't agree, like, and you feel a certain way, like, go after it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, like, kind of listen to that intuition that you have or that mm-hmm. inner voice. For sure, yeah. And, yeah. and I think it is, like we were talking about earlier, it's amazing how it all came together and you guys said you felt so yeah. comfortable when yeah. you met the doctors in Madison. It felt like the right place to be. Really, yeah. And then finding out the games were here, it's kind of another just weird sign yeah. that it's, you know, the yeah. right place. It's God. Yeah, seriously. It, it is. is. It's amazing. He works in mysterious ways. Really? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, okay. So I want to finish with three questions I ask everyone. So we kind of got into some of the first one, but the first one is three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. Um, definitely exercising. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't have to be CrossFit, just any good type of exercise. Um, uh, healthy eating. And what do you, as far as how do you approach eating now or nutrition now? Yeah, so I used to count macros. I sort of kind of do that. Um, I'm not super strict anymore, which I feel a lot more, like, free. And I feel happier in a way because I was very, like, stuck to those numbers. And so I just eat mostly, like, clean foods. Um, I'll treat myself to ice cream or bready type things and every now and then like I honestly I'm not too hung up on that and I feel like so much better about that so That's yeah awesome. just eating healthy like vegetables fruits um meats and treating yourself every now and then. yeah I love it That's <laughs> such a great approach <laughs> really yeah okay so I didn't exercise. used to be that way so I've yeah, learned it's, I've I mean learned. it's a tough especially I think being a teenage girl it's oh, yeah, so tough sure. because there's so many you can go one way or the other, but you can really start obsessing about food and obsessing yeah, about and body image. Yeah, I definitely did that. So. Yeah, and so it's, you know, people learn in different ways and, like, evolve in the way that they, their relationship with food, but it sounds like through this whole process, you have a really great relationship with your body yeah. and with food, and you're For in a good sure. place now. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Okay, so food, exercise, and one more thing that you do on a really, regular basis. Um. You know, like, spend time with your family, friends, um, surround yourself with good people, um, you know, like, your community, like, CrossFit community, my CrossFit community is awesome, now that it's, like, my family. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, surround yourself with good people that, um, respect you and you respect them, and, yeah. I love yeah. it. Is there something that you're working on that you think would have a big impact on your health? that you struggle with or you mm, want to probably try? yeah probably not like caring so much about what others think and you know oh, so like hard. being comfortable with yourself and your body and yeah are there what are ways that you think you've overcome that because it seems like you do a pretty good job at that yeah I feel like um all the things that I've been through I've just become more confident and um yeah, I just maybe it just puts things in perspective. Like for sure, for sure, you have such a better yeah handle on, you know, or just being grateful for like little yeah. things, you know, yeah. that other people might take for granted. Yeah, yeah, for sure, I can see that for sure. All right, last question is: What does a healthy life look like to you? Healthy life looks like 
exercising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hanging out with friends and family again. And just loving yourself and loving what you do. And um, if you don't like it, find something else. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Such great advice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. It's amazing to actually be able to hear your story in person and to be able to share this with everyone on Pursuing Health. So thank, thank you so you. much for having me. <laughs> hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about Sydney's story as much as I did. She is obviously a very strong young lady and I'm sure will continue to inspire many, many more people over the course of her life. So we want to know, has CrossFit ever been a source of strength for you in a difficult situation? Tell us more about it on social media using the hashtag PursuingHealth. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at juliefouché.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. This episode is brought to you by a company that's made my life significantly easier, and that's Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online marketplace, and they're on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. It allows you to shop for thousands of the best-selling non-GMO foods and natural products, always at 25 to 50% below retail prices. But as a Pursuing Health listener, you'll receive an additional 25% off your first purchase, plus a free 30-day trial if you visit www.thrivemarket.com forward slash ph. My husband Danny and I have been ordering from Thrive Market for years, and it's helped us to maximize our efficiency with grocery shopping and meal prep in the midst of our busy schedules through medical training. Using Thrive Market, we can shop for all of our staple grocery items, things like nut butters, cooking oils, snacks, dressings, coffee and tea, even personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, and non-toxic beauty products. We know that they're coming from a curated list of products we can trust. Whether you're looking for paleo, vegan, ketogenic, gluten-free, non-GMO, sustainably farmed, fair trade certified, or any of 80 plus other types of products, you can easily find them by filtering on Thrive Market's platform. And they're all at prices 25 to 50% below retail. Even better, these items are shipped straight to your doorstep, so you never have to worry about the time or hassle of grocery shopping. Here's a few other reasons to love Thrive Market. First, they're the very first company in the country to go 100% zero waste. All of their packaging, boxes, and inserts are made from recycled paper and are recyclable themselves. They're the largest retailer in the country that sells exclusively non-GMO groceries, and more than 70% of the Thrive Market catalog cannot be found on Amazon. It provides greater access to high-quality products at prices comparable to conventional products in supermarkets. This helps to decrease the barriers to healthy living for everyone. We also have the opportunity to vote with our forks every single day to change our food environment in this country, and Thrive Market can help us do so by supporting companies that are also working towards this mission and producing high-quality, healthy, and sustainable foods. 
So that's why I love Thrive. Thrive's mission again is to make healthy living easy and approachable to everyone. And this aligns perfectly with my own personal mission and that of pursuing health. Because it's been such a lifesaver for me, I wanted to share the benefits of Thrive Market with all of you. And they've responded with an amazing offer. So once again, head to thrivemarket.com forward slash PH to receive 25% off your first purchase plus a free 30-day trial. Again, this is on top of their already 25 to 50% below retail prices. Why not try it out and do your grocery shopping from home this week? I hope you can take advantage of this offer and enjoy their service as much as I have. Once again, head to thrivemarket.com forward slash PH to learn more. No discount code necessary. Just shop around and the discount will be applied at checkout. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage-breed pork directly to your doorstep. Now, I think meat can have a place in a well-rounded diet, but there's a huge, huge difference when it comes to animals raised in feedlots that are fed primarily corn and soy and routinely given growth hormones and antibiotics, and those that are responsibly raised, fed their natural diet, and never given growth hormones or antibiotics. ButcherBox gives me some peace of mind, knowing that I can trust my meat is the highest quality out there and that it will taste amazing. They allow you to order curated or custom boxes of meat, and they always come with recipe ideas for you to explore. My husband, Danny, and I are super excited about firing up our backyard grill this summer to enjoy our ButcherBox selections with tons of vegetables from our local CSA. And you can join us. ButcherBox is extending an awesome offer to you for listening to Pursuing Health. Just head to butcherbox.com forward slash Julie for $20 off your order plus a free order of their delicious bacon. Again, that's butcherbox.com forward slash Julie. Hope you can check it out and that it makes your life a little bit easier just as it has done for us. (music) 